Hey everybody, welcome to the FayForge Academy. I am your, uh, um, Steven, and with me today <laughs> is Adelaide. Hey, it's Adelaide. Michael. Hi, it's Michael. Emily. Greetings, loved ones. Ian. Hello. Well, I don't know why I didn't go in a, in a normal order. I just started picking <laughs> random faces. Uh, Chris. Hey, it's Chris. Kai. Hi, it's Kai. And back with us again is Mindy, who is a wonderful human, talented role player. Mindy, tell the people who you are, where they can find you, what cool projects you are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just all the cool. I'm so many projects. I'm definitely a project still in process. (laughs) I'm having a hard time today. Yeah, so Uh, get ready for the episode. It's going to be even better. Uh, I am Mindy. Uh, you can find me on basically anywhere on social media as Miss Mindykins. I am the creative content director over at The Free Forge, where I am also a part of the Stay Alive actual play, which is on Wednesday nights over at the Twitch at the Twitch.tv slash The Free Forge uh, at 7:30 Central. Yeah, it's coming back. It's gonna be good. So, oh gosh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you should check it out. It's uh, uh, D&D, who runs it, created a system for this show. Um, so it's, yeah, you, sh- you should do it. Um, also, the overlay is wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, really There's... cool. My baby did all of those. Oh. She did the overlay. <laughs> She's doing all the assets. So oh, that was you, Mindy? That's my baby. Oh, hey. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Deej definitely does a lot of the work in putting them together, but yes, I... I help with the, the creating of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so do go check that out. Um, a couple things before we get started. Uh, uh, we are. I do this literally every time we record, and I can never say it. Um, we are affiliated with Found Familiar Coffee. Uh, so if you go to foundfamiliar.com and use the code Fayforge on checkout, I am drinking some right now. I'm telling you that it's ab- absolutely fantastic coffee. Um, it's fresh roasted. It's it keeps it literally keeps me from dying. Um, <laughs> Did I tell you guys I brought it oh to gosh, a fancy wow. coffee drinking party and everybody was like, "Oh my god, wow, what is this? Ooh, this is fancy Ooh, coffee." Fancy yes. Coffee. And I was like, "It's nerdy." <laughs> also, can we talk about <laughs> fancy coffee drinking <laughs> parties? Coffee. Interested. I yeah, I, my tummy hurt, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, and if you use the code Fayforge on checkout, you get ten percent off your order, uh, and uh, that supports the podcast a little bit. Uh, we are also affiliated with Greenleaf Geek. Um, Greenleaf Geek is a kind of expanding from just dice to lots of lots of different things. Um, Leah. It is a amazing creator and designer, um, but particularly she, she makes custom uh, resin dice that are absolutely stunning, um, but also carries dice from like companies like Chessex and HD Dice and other other stuff. Um, so, so if you use the code FayForge there, you also get 10%, though that does exclude custom orders. Um, but uh, both of those places... Uh, if you purchase from them, you support the podcast. Uh, we also have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Fayforge Academy, uh, uh, we've got a lot of good stuff there. Um, we have a Patreon only discord. We have a Valheim server. We have, uh, a whole extra podcast feed with some lore stuff, some conversations between cast members. Uh, we, I, I put my DM notes up there sometimes, 
Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. And that's, that's another great way to support the podcast. And last but not least, Michael has something important to say. I'm just going to show my thing because it's been a dream of mine. Uh, yeah. I was recently on Dragon Talk where I actually do talk about stuff of the Faithforge Academy and all the other things that I would do. So if you're interested in getting a little bit more details on Faithforge, because we only do we only do those like with mailbags every so often, uh, go ahead and check that out on Dragon Talk. I'm just super happy to do it. And I've always wanted to do it since the big sis Christina Ariel was on it back in the day. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just super happy. Uh, and go ahead and check that out if you have the time. Yeah, do it. We'll, we'll uh, put or the... Or even if you don't. Do it anyway. Also, this means we've broken the curse of none of our casts being famous, just the guests. So we have one of our own that has risen to fame. That's not true. Yes. Trap. That is not. You're on Dragon Talk now. This is a big leagues. That's how I interpreted this. Michael's the famous one. Yay. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to ruin this. Uh, this is actually my last episode. So uh, oh, you know, that way there is wow. no famous people. You can't make that joke two episodes in a row. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll have you back as a wow. guest. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're leaving Besky in hell. Yeah, that's it. He dies there. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. All you Besky fans, he dies. That's not the official story we'll give the staff, but oh yeah, he just like I don't know, just got lost in the desert. Oops. Yep. Just a bit gone. I don't. <laughs> but but th- we'll have the link to that that episode of, of Dragon Talk. With your, if you're not familiar with Dragon Talk, that's the D&D podcast that Greg Tito hosts. Um, it's Wizards of the Coast official official stuff, um, which is super awesome. So, um, yeah, do that. And then leave us a five-star rating and review uh, because that's really important. We've, we're still on 89 reviews. It would be really, really cool to break 100. It would I would on, honestly probably start screaming in my house by myself. Um because that would be awesome. Uh, let's play Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Void, Dorian, and Besky. You found yourself in the wastelands of Avernus. Originally you were, um, I don't know if befriended is the right word, uh, but you met uh, an individual who helped you fight this large magma snake demon uh, named Rezal. He offered to take you to this city called Darkala, uh, and seemed perfectly fine to leave you in the wastes what he said to die. Uh, so you chose to follow him. On your path back, you were ambushed by a very eclectic group of um, individuals led by what appears to be a cambion. Um, so an infernal creature winged uh, red-skinned horns. He killed this Razal 
and told you a little bit of information that you didn't know about how hell operates. And now you sit with him at a camp, asking, asking questions. I believe the last thing that happened was you asked Besky how to get how to get to that spire. Um, so as the three of you are sitting around, he says. That's a question that I've had for a long time, getting into that spire. It's called the Aether Spire. It's a uh, funnel that the Blades of Requiem use to pull life force from these rivers of souls above us to increase their power. And we just try to stop them. We've never been strong enough to make it in there. It's, it's essentially a fortress. I don't know if that answers your question. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, my tattoo was burning back of my neck when I saw it. Uh, are you familiar with our lady and savior, Walena? <laughs> I thought pamphlets. If you want to learn more, no, nope, that's canon now. That's canon. Let's <laughs> keep you proselytizing. He goes like round to round in the dorms, like hanging them on the doorknobs. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the worst. I I know I know Elena. New Elena. Oh, new? How? Uh, we, you have a tattoo on your neck. She speaks to you. I turn around and show it to uh, Razel. Uh, yeah, sometimes I hear her. He pulls his sleeve up. Uh, same tattoo. Gang, gang, what's up? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this is this a flashback? I I thought Rizal was dead. Uh, no, this is not Rizal. Okay. Oh, okay. this is wait, the guy who killed. Did I get the wrong name? I, thought I don't think I know name. his name. I don't really know. You don't know his name yet. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. okay. My bad. My bad. Do we care? Yeah, Rizal's yeah. dead though. Yeah, Rizal has a sword. My bad, sir. Kind of just sitting in him. Um, uh, so he shows you. He shows you this this spear that the three stars. Even the skull is there. Wow. Um, she called me here. Oh, um, that's how I just got here. I just got pulled into here by her. So um, I know that I have to get to the tower. Uh, I I think that's why I'm here. Uh, he he says I uh, I hope you fare better than me. But, but I mean, you're alive. <laughs> sure. I'm alive. Uh, are you were you I was a I, I was a human once. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so I've spent a long time down here. Changes you. Oh. Well, maybe we can figure out the tower thing and maybe we can if you want, I don't know. You can get back to what you were if you want that. I mean, 
not, what you are isn't necessarily bad either, I guess. I've got a purpose now. I've got something I can actively do. Still helps White Lena, but... I mean, do you want to help me? I've never been there before, so at least... No, I've, someone who knows the place. I mean, I've not been in the Aether Spire either. I, I'm happy to help you here. Um, it's going to be a long... A long job to figure out how to get in, though. Like, are you prepared to take years? I don't know what else I'm doing down here, so... Yeah? Okay. What about you two? Yeah, I'm not quite sure if I'm wanting to go to the soul-sucking Phallus Palace (laughs) in the desert. um, (laughs) Years? That's that's a long time. Years is a pretty big commitment, so... uh, um, What else are you going to do down here? Oh, well, um, looking for uh, my partner. She's about yay high, super hot. Um, so if you've seen her, that's really my first priority. Um, I mean, your fancy spire of terror sounds great too, uh, but that's my priority right now. I don't suppose you've seen her... Uh, I have Somewhere, not. maybe? I've, I've not. Um, well. I would guess that she's either dead or she's uh, been ta- taken by the Blades of Requiem. Oh, no, she's probably not dead. So, I mean, she can't be dead. She's Guess not we're dead. going to the big tower then. That's great. Right, sounds like a... All right, so uh, I would like to change my commitment to uh, yes. <laughs> Let me explain a little bit about how it works down here. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Typically, it's, it's, all, it's all been happening relatively recently. We don't get a lot of interplanar travelers outside of the demons. Um, but as our planes have been sort of, I don't know if colliding, combining, splitting, I know bad things are happening. I think it's because of the Aether Spire um, and what they're doing over there. But uh, they've been taking most material planers, Avastrians, I guess we could call you, uh, to Darkala, where they try to get those people to sign a contract. Contract? You usually end up looking a little bit like a devil. Uh, becoming one of them. Those who don't sign a contract, uh, they end up at the Spire. So if your friend, partner, excuse me, has been taken, what's their, I don't know, bent on self-preservation versus doing the right thing? Oh, she's definitely gonna like want to survive for sure. Yeah, she definitely wants to survive. She doesn't like dying. That's probably top priority. I guess it really depends what the give and take is. But she definitely doesn't want to die because she knows I would have to bring her back and then kill her. So, out of the two of them, uh, Hadariel's the most likely to just do literally anything to survive. That yeah. is that's probably true. Yeah, Void's a little bit more at the goody two shoes. No offense. Yeah, what? 
I'm offended. Not my problem. Uh, how did I get stuck here with you too? <laughs> You're welcome. Mm. We're a lot of fun. You should try it sometimes. So if she's backed into a corner, she's going to agree to whatever is backing her into a corner. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, but she's also pretty smart, so she could like try to worm her way through an agreement too. I can see that too, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No allegiances. No loyalty. There's a lot of gray area that I, I think... I think she'd be good at navigating, you know? <laughs> Would she give up her soul? Oh, probably. That sounds... Well, you know, that's a very good question. Is Does Hidari even have a soul? You know... It's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, I do think... Ooh, uh, her soul... Again, we, we can see... I, maybe. We should probably go find her. <laughs> this <laughs> This time made me a little nervous. <laughs> I mean, after all the shit in the tower, you know that one time, weird shit really happened. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, I know, I know she'll make deals if she feels like she needs to, uh, and sometimes they're not in her best interest. So, the reason I'm asking is because if 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 she's going to hold on to her soul, either to spite her captors or whatever, if she's been captured, which I assume she is again, because you said she's not dead. Um, we can either find her getting transferred to the Aether Spire where they take people who don't sign their contracts, or we can break into a fortress. I'd prefer to find someone not in a fortress and get them out here in the wastes but it's up to you. Where do you think you'd find her if she's if she would sign a contract with the worst of us? Uh, giving up her soul, swearing allegiance, overthrowing Avastria, sucking power from souls, th- that sort of thing. We should probably go get her. We, we're, we're, you will, I'm not going with you there, but I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, she'd hold out. We can probably start setting up ambushes. We do it anyways. I think she should have a hold out for a little bit, so maybe... Maybe... We go that route? I mean, she's probably fine. Right? Right, Dorian, she's probably fine. Oh, yeah, she can take care of herself. Yeah, she's probably, it's probably great. She's probably, probably just waiting. Yeah, so... Might have killed the whole lot, you know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she's probably already back at home. Uh, wondering where we are. <laughs> so, um... Well then, uh, welcome to the Remnant. We're going to have some jobs for you. Ew. How well does it pay? Yeah. Uh, keeps you alive, keeps your soul. We'll feed you. Done. Oh, that seems pretty good, yeah. Good benefits. And uh, you said your name was Besky, right? Yep, that's that's me. We'll we'll do what we can to figure out how to get you into that spire. If I can help you, I'll do my best. Try not to die before we get there. Oh, uh, so what do you do for food around here? Oh, uh, there's some native creatures. I'm a bit of a chef. Interesting. Uh, points you in the direction of of a tent. So that's where we keep all our 
food stores right now. Uh, go nuts. <laughs> I do so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, unless there was something you'd want to change about this, you all uh, kind of start to become familiar with this, this group. Um, individual, since nobody asked his name. Uh, eventually you do get to know it. Uh, his name is Riven Farsight. Riven Farsight. Uh, he, uh, he's the leader of this remnant. Uh, you learn more that they, he somehow goes back to the time of lore. Um, part of his change from a human into this, this Cambion creature is being down here and it's prolonged his life substantially. Okay. Wylena was also a part of this group at one point and came down. Okay, so he knows knows her, like, not just... Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he was very loyal to her. Uh, he he informs you kind of over... These are things you pick up over the next few months, right? Um, that this remnant was at one point part of this Blades of Requiem, but as they learned about the plan to pull power from souls... Um, and eventually start moving against the gods, they broke apart. So, uh, you learn all that. You spend the next 18 or so months doing raids, um, setting traps for demons, um, setting traps for these small caravans going to and from the Aether Spire. When you find prisoners, you keep hearing about this there's like these whispers of a prisoner in Darkala that is just called silence. Um, this individual who doesn't speak to anyone, uh, seems very resistant to what they're doing, makes no friends with, with either side, just waits and waits, waits. Um, and over the, the next 18 months to almost two years, you also void. You hear like rumors and descriptions of someone who matches at least Hidariel's physical description, still in the fortress. And we're going to switch over to Hidariel. So, Hidario, Chris, before we get into what's happening to our good friend Hidario, why don't you describe Hidario for the audience? What does Hidario look like? Do you remember? (laughs) (laughs) Called out. Sheesh. Wow. (laughs) I just can see the panic happening (laughs) as Chris is like, Uh, oh no. Well, I thought I had a... Oh, oh, she is... Oh my god. Thank you, Pinterest. Sponsor us. (laughs) Um, so Hidariel is, um, a, uh, human looking individual. Uh, she is technically an Asimar. Uh, she has dark skin, um, very pale, like light grayish, very like glass-like eyes, um, and very pale kind of platinum white hair, uh, typically pulled back into, uh, kind of a braid or something out of her face, oftentimes. Um, And typically, 
She's not terribly tall, but she's pretty sturdy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually looks very nice. Like, well put together, cleaned up. You know what I mean? Like, almost military-esque in how everything has to be exactly perfect, pinned in the right spot, perfect tie, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Except her crossbow's a mess. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah, is it? Don't pop off. You're not here in my right. memory of myself. <laughs> so, Hadario, you've sort of lost track of time. The last memory you have of the material plane of Avastria, a void, sitting on a couch in your small little forest home on the outskirts of the Fae Forge Academy. As you're reading a book, Void and Dorian being impatient as always wanting to go cause trouble. Um, a tear in reality opens behind you. A chain wraps around you and pulls you through. You're surrounded by this large group of infernal-looking, humanoid-shaped beings. One of them says, Blood Hunter. (laughs) Maybe we'll be able to separate her from Oilena. And takes you to this large fortress. It's very jagged black rock jutting up out of this um, this red wasteland over the next I don't know, time time kind of just you lose track of it there's not there's not a setting and rising of the sun every day it's it's a very strange place time just becomes monotonous almost at least once a day this large um, kind of grotesque looking individual has two tusks coming out of almost like his cheek area probably about nine or ten feet tall very very broad shoulders comes in says you know we could let you out you just have to separate yourself from the magic join us and steal some souls how bad could that be uh i do not respond um, and instead, um, this entity would see Hadario kind of look at them for a very long moment and then lean back against the, I assume, stone wall with like a hand behind their head in a reclined position. And she closes her eyes. <sighs> you are a stubborn one. You're running out of time. Walks out, slams the door. You spend a lot of the time when you're not uh, in your cell avoiding conversation with this individual or any of the other people who are kept here. Uh, Having experiments done, magical experiments, trying to almost like rip, rip magic from your body. It's excruciating. Um, but you are able to maintain maintain what keeps you going, essentially. Uh, 
And in the darkest moments, the most painful moments, there's always a voice. It's not one you recognize except for when you were dead. It's the only time you've heard it. You hear, you'll see her again. She's here. She's looking for you. And help him. And you see the face of a young black boy. Glasses. Dreadlocks. And then in those darkest moments when the pain is the worst, it goes away for those those few seconds. This lasts for, in your best estimate, it, it feels like years. Till finally the same individual who's come in every day. Well, if you're not going to join us, I guess we'll just have to use you as a funnel. You're going to the Aether Spire. And he leads you out. And you start with this small group. There's two other individuals that are very clearly prisoners. A bugbear and a gnome. Uh, and you're escorted by a variety of different infernal creatures into the wastelands. Hmm. And now we're going to switch over to Kaz, Ashrin, Ariadne, Blossom, and Rain. The five of you are in these tunnels behind the statue of Morwell that you found through this this old watchtower where Ariadne's lens once was where you found these runes that trap souls this shadowy individual uh, spoke on ominously about ending the ember and these shadows that you have fought on campus uh, oh and by the way uh, Emily and Chris there is a map that y'all are on mm. ah. and I don't remember if I got if if you can see the whole map or not. I can see the whole map. I think I can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretend you can't. We can't. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, what map? Exactly. Power of imagination. Uh, so, yeah. So, Rain and uh, Blossom, if y'all could roll initiative. 11. Yeah, absolutely love to. Starting strong with a an 11. Oh, buddies. Elevensies buddies. <laughs> so, uh, Ariadne, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is your turn. You hear uh, these shadows that have been kind of, they were seemingly trailing you. Um, one of them attacked Ashrin. They all have moved into this larger corridor where Kaz is fighting them. Uh, one of them hits Kaz. This, it feels very familiar and very dark. Uh, and it is your turn. But just as a quick refresher from last week, uh, or two weeks ago, because mm-hmm. I, I forgot, Cause um, was hit with a strength drain that has taken his strength score down to two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, uh, and if your strength score hits zero, you die. So just, just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm rushing. Yeah, you see Cause every movement that he makes looks weighed down. Um, like the clothes on his back are too heavy for him to carry. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Okay, are we just pretending that Rain and Blossom are here the whole time? Yeah, they just they just okay. pop out from behind and say, "We're here." 
<laughs> oh, okay, thank goodness. Yeah, the home time. <laughs> um, and I am still rushing forward with my spear. Let's go five ten. Um, and I am going to let's do my um guiding bolt. I'm also going to use um we'll do it at a level two. Um, hold on, I'm casting the my I'm using my channel divinity with my guided strike, so it's got a ten plus bonus, so it's a it's a twenty three. That'll, that'll hit, yeah. Okay, because I don't know if 13 was or not. Okay, so... Against the big one? All that damage, and uh, he has disadvantage... Whoever attacks next has advantage on the attack, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... As that bolt... That's radiant damage? Ooh, dang. Mm-hmm. As that bolt slams into this shadow, you watch as it starts to dissipate um, and disappear, and it is gone. Oh, hey, okay. Wow. As you look into the room a little further, um, you do still see that there are two shadows that, that don't move as they should um, as, your, as your guiding bolt shoots out and the light reflects in the room. Okay, cuz, uh... Maybe uh, get back over here. Uh, you're fine, you're gonna be fine. It's so heavy. Why is everything so heavy? <laughs> Uh, and cause it's your turn. Cause oh. drags himself. It's aged him fifty years. Drags himself across the floor. My strength speed. My my, my strength reduction does not reduce my speeds. So this is all just thematic. <laughs> and is gonna drag himself across the floor. Uh, and uh, see. I, was, I put a lot on that protection from, against uh, evil and good, and it did not help at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think from I think from here, cause uh, is going to shrink down as much as possible. I think this is again. I can't take the dodge actions. Not going to help. You know what? You know what? Cause doesn't do that. Cause doesn't just lie down like that. No, no, no. He turns and says, "Oh, you wispy." Toad-faced. Oh, that's all I've got. Is gonna cast vicious mockery on one of them. Uh, wisdom save. Uh, DC sixteen. A six. A six. For five psychic damage, amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of the shadows slumps down a little bit in sadness. That's right. <laughs> uh. Uh, and rain. It is your turn. So, question. Um, if I move over near Ariadne, do I get the sense that these creatures are completely incorporeal? Or. Because I don't think I would have seen the other one. Give me a perception check. Oh, um. That is a 15 plus something, plus seven, so 22. They are not completely incorporeal. You can see that they're always, there's some sort of, as you look closely and some of the light is bouncing, it's almost like like the light, the light does hit some of the shadow and that's why it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's acting normal because there's something physical to it, even if it's just barely. And they are on the ground, correct? Uh, currently, yes. Ooh, okay. Well, I don't really know if this is going to work, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to uh, just just kind of peek out from around 
Ariadne uh, and extend a hand and cast Entangle between the two of them. So they need to make a Strength save. It's a 20-foot square starting from right between the two of them. Okay. Uh, What does Entangle do specifically? Uh, If they fail a Strength save, they are restrained. Okay. Uh, So... As these vines kind of come out of the ground, these roots start pulling up. They even start to wrap around the shadows. And then you watch as the shadows don't disappear or go through it, but they just start to reshape themselves over and over. Um, And uh, it does not seem to be entangling them. Ooh, Trixie. Okay, that's cool. Um, So I... I don't remember if Rain, because uh, I noticed your your health is really low and you were gone next week. I don't know if she, if if Rain got a long rest, or if that health is accurate. Oh, um, I don't think y'all y'all didn't get a long rest either. You did take a short okay. rest though. I so couldn't if remember. You wanna, okay. If you want to do some hit dice, you're welcome to. Okay. All right. I will do a few hit dice if we took a short rest. Uh, okay, great. And then uh, that's my movement. That's my action. Um, that's it. Okay, and Blossom, it is your turn. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm. It's just where I put my token, but we're gonna roll with it. I'm pretty close to these two shadowy bullies. <laughs> that is a wall, so I'm actually just gonna. Boop. Oh, pull I am you out on a wall. wall. <laughs> no, I'm on a wall now. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fine. I am the wall. Um, I'm actually going to step in a little bit closer so that I could get the two of them. Uh, in in my uh, ten foot radius, I'm going to use some bardic desperation uh, to impose disadvantage on. Yeah, I'll pick one. Um, this so this one this one has been attacked already by cause. It's been made fun of. It looks sad. It looks it looks really sad. <laughs> a confident shadow. And this one this one seems confident. <laughs> All right, well, that As shadows one. do. A confident shadow. That one's gonna get knocked down a peg. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, wisdom, so, wisdom, or charisma save. It is a uh, charisma save. Okay, so it fails. <laughs> nice. Um, alrighty. So then, hold on, let me roll for some damage. Not bad. Um, so on that fail, it's gonna it gets disadvantage on its next saving throw, and it's going to suffer psychic uh, fourteen points of psychic damage. <laughs> okay. And then. Um, in my 10 foot uh, radius, because now, now I'm close enough, I'm going to cast Confusion. Oh, on the one that you just that you just did that on? Uh, it's both of them. Oh, on both of them. Nice. Each creature in a 10 foot radius sphere uh, must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, and one of them has okay. disadvantage. One of them has disadvantage. Wisdom saving throw. First one is the disadvantage one. So a seven, and then the second one, an 18. Okay, well, the second one passes, whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then they roll a d8 on their turn? Uh, they roll a... This is d10. Oh, d10. Uh, they, roll a, they roll a dice on their turn, right? They roll die, yeah, okay. and then it, it does certain things. Um, and that is going to be my turn. Okay, and Ashram. Uh, I will take a couple steps towards um, coming around the corner of this tunnel and on like a third step away, 
Ashen kind of turns into a puff of smoke and there's all this smoke around and as the smoke kind of dissipates she's curled up and like as like a well she's got a fire snake but in like a cobra form and she's all black and she has this hood of just like fire and as she slithers closer to these enemies you see that anything that like she slithers over becomes like smoldering and if you come into her presence she'll probably burn you so don't do that friends okay anything else on your turn or is just the transformation that's all i can do okay the shadows uh so one rolls a d10 a six that would be the creature doesn't move or take actions this turn okay uh so this one over here just kind of stays still. It's shadow shifting in and out of the entanglements and everything. Uh, the one right next to you, though, Blossom, is going to attack you. Yeah. Oh, I would have dropped uh, Entangle as soon as I saw it wasn't doing anything so that people can get close to it. That's fair. Uh, so a natural 20. Uh, um... So that does 14 necrotic damage. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lovely. And your strength is drained by three uh, as you feel yourself get weaker um, as these like these shadows extend, uh, wrap around your arms, um, and you just feel some of your energy leaving. And Ash er, and Ariadne, it's your turn. I'm sorry, can you, can you repeat how much strength is gone? Uh, three. Three. Oh no. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yep. Oh god. Whoopsies. <laughs> I forgot that I have the highest strength in like this entire party, all of us combined at fourteen, and that's that's still pretty 14? low. Fourteen? Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's super I, high. Yeah, I only I I, I know. Right? <laughs> Whoa, easy there, tough lady. <laughs> Dang. Um, okay, let's see. I we're gonna go we're gonna go. Right on in. I am rushing in, and I am going to cast my uh, spirit guardians here. Okay. Um, it that does damage on their turn, correct? It does. I think it's both. Um. Uh. Hold on. If they enter into if they enter into the field, or if they start their turn yep. in the field. Okay. Mm. Um. But that's fine. We'll do that now. And, um, I think that'll be, actually, no, we're going to cast my spell stars too. I'm going to send out, um, three. I'm going to do, just draw them freehand. Okay. Are you going to detonate any of them? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to detonate, um, homeboy here. Okay. Roll that damage. Or does it make it's, it um, It's a dexterity saving throw. Okay, that one's confused, so I'm going to have it. Uh, make it a disadvantage. Okay. A uh, fourteen. Okay, that I, that fails. Okay. Uh, and for eight radiant damage. Yes. Okay, so as that star explodes, this shadow is gone. Dope. And cause, I believe that means it's your turn. Uh, seeing the rest of the party charge in, cause weakly drags himself back towards the battlefield all the while mumbling no you're the lousy wind sucking piece of rut rubbish not even gonna get a grave 
Ugh. And that's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be. You vicious, tell them. That's pause. right. <laughs> vicious mockery yet again. DC 16. A 15. All right. So it fails again. Three. Woo. <laughs> it gets even sadder. <laughs> that's right. Uh, feel bad about what you did. The saddest shadow uh, and rain. You know, it just, it really seems like they've got it handled. Uh, so, uh, I think Rain is actually going to uh, take this opportunity. Um, this entire area is lit up, and we came from around the right-hand side, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm actually going to take this opportunity to, let's see. Uh, I would like to use my movement and action to get kind of over here. Okay. Um, and Rain has kind of taken to doing these like very low long jumps. And so it's less like flight as it was before and more like a running start, a couple of steps and then like going a, a very close and parallel to the ground. So it's not exactly what it was, but I'm also tired of moving 10 feet at a time. So, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to see if I'm picking up on anything that's down further down these corridors. I just want to be, be like a scout in this position. Uh, give me a perception check. Okay. I do have blind sight for 10 feet, if that means anything. Um, perception... Why do I always forget my bonus? 22. Um, from further down, sort of echoing through the chambers, you just hear whispering. You can't make out any words necessarily, um, but there's definitely some sort of presence. Uh, you sense something watching all of you. Um, and as you look down the halls, the light dissipates faster than it should. Oh, okay. That seems pretty bad. Uh, okay. Then I am going to, that's, I don't have a bonus action, so I'm gonna, that's my turn. Okay. And Blossom. All right, well, I'm feeling not good. So, let me look where I am. All right, with the one shadow left. So, having seen Rain, um, try to cast Entangle and it not working, would I be under the impression that I can't touch this shadow? Like, there's nothing to touch? Um, no. What you would have gotten the sense being so close is that they just can reshape themselves very quickly. And there's not as much mass as there should be given how big it is. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, alright. Well, after having that strength drained um blossom drops sort of to one knee at the shadowy feet of this figure um and reaches out a hand to try to touch it um and is going to attempt to use vampiric touch okay but i have to make a melee spell attack so one moment please oh all right um that is a 22 to hit. <laughs> uh, 22 hits. Wonderful. All right. So that's going to be 
10 necrotic damage, and I'm going to gain back 5 hit points. As you reach out, there's no energy coming from it. Okay, so I'm not going to regain 5 hit points. (laughs) So you feel it, you grab it, and it's almost like it is necrotic energy. This creature that you grab, like the same power that you would be attacking it with, just becomes a part of it. Oh, goody. Um... Um, and with that still holding on to the shadow in some desperate attempt um, Blossom sort of tries to reach back into the the attic of her mind uh, where she can feel that darkness watching and, and attempts to speak to it and just says, I don't know what you want from me, but if it's just me that you want, leave the others. Make an intimidation check. Okay. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> that's an 18. <laughs> I forgot I was spooky. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so as you cast this spell, this vampiric touch that doesn't seem to work at first, and then you you kind of reach out with that dark part of your mind, something changes in that shadow, and you all watch as it gets sucked in to Blossom. Um, Oh, don't look like that. And you feel that power in the back of your mind just get a little bit stronger. Not a lot. Oh no. But it's there. And in the back of your mind, you hear, thank you. Uh, and we're out of initiative. <laughs> oh my god. Very bad, Steven. Um, and we see this, we see it get sucked into her. Mm hmm. Okay. I, I'm standing right next to you. I, I think, I think I just kind of look at you with just like this slow look of terror. What did you, what did you do? I, um, I took it. Where did you, where did you take it? Um, I think it's inside me, but it's not controlling me. I'm in control. Huh. And she just has this sort of thousand yard stare. Uh, and with that, we're going to switch back to hell. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) To hell, where it's going a little bit better. Um, <laughs> it's fine in hell. Everything's peachy. Yeah, everything's just, great. You have okay. to pick. So, uh, Void, Dorian, and Besky. Um, over these two years that you've been kind of running these raids, you are set up for another one. Uh, there is a spot on this path to um, to the Aether Spire where these small caravans of devils stop. From a distance, you see these four winged devils. You would, by this time, you would be familiar enough with the space to know that they just, they call them spined devils. They um, are almost bat-like with these long arms, long wings, spines protruding really everywhere that they can. And then, this large horned individual 
looks like what you would imagine is Goliath or a little bit bigger with these large horns coming out of like its cheek area, carrying some large weapons. This armor on it is all this like skull iconography. You do see the four swords, um, the symbol of the Blades of Requiem. Um, And as you look down, Void, being led into one of the tents as they're being set up, you see Hidariel. Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to kind of freeze for a minute, uncharacteristically speechless. <laughs> um, before I will start moving towards her, it's almost hesitant. Like, I don't know if she's actually real. Mm-hmm. We've, we've played this game before, so... But once I get close enough, I will just put a hand against her face just to make sure she's real. And once I know she's real, I'll pull her in for a hug. Before before you do that, I'm going to set the scene up a little bit better. Uh, she's surrounded by all these devilish oh. creatures. Oh, that's um, fine. So I'm happy. I love that you said that it's a game. Like, oh, am I making out with a clone or am I making mm-hmm. out with the real Hadariel? <laughs> <laughs> Fun game. <laughs> um, no, uh, so so you would see. No, that makes more sense given. Yeah. yeah I just got excited in my heart. I'm sorry. I'm just no, like, oh my God, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, so how many are there? Uh, you can see five. There is a map on roll 20 okay. that I just put you all on. Oh. Oh my gosh! And they're in our camp. Like they brought her into our camp. No, no, no. This is a this is a camp that they set up. This is oh, we went. So this is a spot that um, you, over these these couple years that you have been working uh, with the remnant, this is a spot that you have found that the devils typically um, like make camp. Go ahead, Michael. Okay. It's like it's, it's like we've been doing recon for a long time, and we just happened to stumble upon Hadario getting u- ushered into like a tent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ex- All right. I'm tracking yeah, now. Yeah. I'm tracking gotcha. now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would like to uh, hide first, mm-hmm. uh, if I can. I don't know where I am. So so this like kind of crystal stuff in the southern and eastern section of the map. Um, that's like kind of the place where where you all have been staying. It's this large field of like these okay. crystalline rocks sort of structures um, that's very hard to navigate if you don't know very specifically where to go. Um, and so okay. the remnant has been that's where they kind of exist. Okay. And we can use we can use the map as a battle map. We can also just use it for reference depending on how you choose to proceed. Okay. Um I'm I want to sneak closer. I will make sure that the rest of my uh, my group uh, sees what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to creep a little closer and get a gauge of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so can I come like up around or how tall are these rocks? Can I come and tuck myself away here and yeah, those are probably 20 or 30 feet tall. Okay, so can I tuck myself behind and and like peek around this little corner and? Yeah, give me a stealth. Give me a stealth check, and then depending on how that goes, I will have you roll a perception check. Ha ha ha! 
What's this structure right here? Oh my god, are you serious? I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh, the oh my god. That, that With a plus 12, that's a 13. That is a 13. <laughs> um, I have one thing I'm good at. <laughs> that structure oh no. uh, is a deteriorating at one point look at, lookout tower. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Well, as they make their way that way, I'm going to go towards that, that like abandoned structure to kind of have that be my lookout spot for. Okay. In spite of the natural one, so so, Dorian and Besky, uh, you see, um, like as as Void kind of comes up to the structure, like puts her hand on a on a rock and it just like crumbles down and there's just like this loud clattering. Um, in spite of that, uh, I rolled an 11 for Love that. The, uh, the nearest patrolling creature. Um, Wait, I have some clarifying questions. Okay, so yeah. these, these are devils and not demons, correct? Correct. And the, the group of bandits that found us, were they, I thought they were devils as well. They are. They are. Okay, okay, so they're on the same side, theoretically, anyway. Okay. No. No, no. No. Okay. So so one of the things that... Uh, I'll try to explain this a little bit better because I think our listeners will appreciate this too. Um, devils didn't exist until Celestials came here. The power of the souls and the decisions they made sort of transformed them, and then there was decisions made... Um, to either use the power to help essentially like the masses, the other planes, um, the celestial planes, the material planes, um, or, and this is what the um, Blades of Requiem chose, to start taking the power for themselves. Okay. Taking the power for themselves is what really kind of finalized the transition and created infernal beings, essentially. Mm. So Asmodeus, okay. Asmodeus at one point um, would have been a celestial. Okay. Most of the most of the devils you see, and and they have learned how to transfer that power to not just not just celestial to to infernal or fiend, but also um, any other race. They've they've learned how to use the souls to transform them into these creatures with new powers and, okay. and stuff like that. So as so we can kind of assume that these were created by the blades of Requiem. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, oh, cool. and you see, uh, you, you also see some of that iconography. Okay. Sweet. Um, okay. I so the, 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 the peeps, sorry, go ahead. No, I, well, I was just going to ask another set of questions. Uh, one has the exposure down here, done anything to Hadariel, or did you say that they only start to morph into like devil-esque entities if they make, if they sign contracts? Um, you don't know yet. Okay, well, that's comforting. <laughs> uh, my second question is, uh, <laughs> can we argue that Void, because when I got stolen, I was like reading a book chilling on the couch in my home, so I didn't mm-hmm. have anything that I brought with me Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Void would know me well enough to know that I'm pretty... Uh, I, I require my crossbow to be functional and and useful, so can we argue <laughs> she would have brought some of my stuff with her? Sure. Great, great. <laughs> just want to set that up just in case. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Uh, 
So the people that we're chilling with, they were also former Celestials, but they've tried to stay on the better side of things. Apparently. Yeah. The, so, so the, the, oh, I was just like explaining. And then like, it's just been the terrain and being here who've that's transformed the people that we're with. But yeah. The other folks that we see, they've actually taken deals or siphoned souls, or they were made okay. by people who are already yeah. transitioned over. And, okay. and most of the, it will not most all of the people that you're with are are almost like you would picture them like if if you saw an elf it would be like a uh half tiefling elf a dwarf would would so and that's so you have a cambion who's leading you right so that's mm -hmm. that's a little bit more humanoid that's the that's the the environment transitioning not like the big spine devil as opposed to like the thing. the completely okay. warped like got it got it got it so and, and part of that was i i just i wanted to give a like a slightly different spin on on hell and and have and the relationship between like the celestial realms and because of how much we do with that side of things so yeah that's, that's, so. that's how that works um but yeah so in spite of your <laughs> for you very bad stealth check void uh, as some rocks tumble behind you there's like a little dust um that comes up uh, you see this this spine devil kind of flying back and forth, almost like it's just pacing. Kind of look over to your area for a minute and then keep going. Just kind of give a shrug. Uh, and now I would love a perception check. Okay. 13 again. We're super consistent. Dorian, Dorian and Besky, if there's anything you two would like to do as well. Um, I, I think Dorian would have wanted to go towards Void, and then as soon as Void just cocked everything up, it's like, fuck. Uh, uh, she went this way, Besky went that way. Um, I think I'm gonna go kind of like up, just straight up towards the middle. Um, I'm gonna move myself up here, maybe? Okay, okay. Uh, just for administrative reasons, um, so can I say that I got Void and Dorian signatures in my book? Sure. I would assume that they would over over the over the two years. Yeah, I would say that they would hate to do it, but they they probably might have. You're writing about us in your diary, little boy. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's what the conversation was. That's what it was. I'm just making sure this isn't some like legally binding document. No, it's just so I can send messages. It's a it's a send message thing that I have. All right. Because I'm a warlock and I can. Yeah, we're gonna have to speak to our lawyers about this. Uh... <laughs> We'll circle back. <laughs> After like weeks of talking to them, I, I imagine I get their yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your perception? A 13. 13. Um, you just kind of overhear uh, the large one say, um, uh, give, the, give the prisoners a little bit of water and we'll rest here for, for the rest of the... Gosh, I, I just realized in a place that doesn't have day or night, how do you how do you talk about? For a spell. We'll, yeah. Rest for a spell. We'll, we'll rest for a bit and we'll continue on. We'll continue on later. Uh, can't can't have them dying before we get to the spire. And so it seems like they're just kind of setting up camp for the evening or the time, hell time. Uh, I'm I'm gonna message Void. Um, I'm obviously messaging is me writing, so, but this is what you hear, Void. Mm -hmm. Um, um, 
what do you see? Why we come down? I mean, I, I I assume we're just doing some reconnaissance, but is there a reason why you seem a little bit more eager? Uh, the first thing you hear is, what the, oh, that's weird. Um, um, that's, that's, that's Adariel. That's who we were looking for. Well, why I was looking for. Oh. So this is kind of important then, yeah? Yeah, so just a bit. Just just a bit. Do you... I mean, we should probably get as much info as we can, but we should probably um, go back and, and, and maybe uh, get Riven to get more people, because it's just the three of us, I think. Uh, it's probably not a bad idea. How about you all go back? I'm just going to stay here, stay hidden, and make sure nobody dies. Mostly Hidorial. Uh, I can leave Curry here, and then he can just let us know if something changes while we're gone. I feel like leaving you here will probably put you in the same position as your friend. It's fine. It's, 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 it's... You know, you know uh, I, I forgot. I, I'll just message. I'm not, I'm not... Riven. I, I would I would also imagine that I got Riven on, on the hotline. Oh, yeah. Dorian and Besky, you are going back to get Riven? I think I'm going to send a message if you allow me. I, I would oh. definitely have to change some names in my book, and I'll figure out what that is, like, on the back end. But yeah. I think it would be Riven and the two, uh, uh, the Void and, and Dorian. And Dorian. Uh, I would have those three at least, and then I would have to just remove yeah. people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's that's fine with me. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, you get a message back, Besky, that uh, it shows up in your book as writing, right? Uh, yes, it does. To them, it sounds like I'm talking to them, but on my thing, it shows up as writing. Okay. Uh, the message says, hold tight. We're on our way. Okay. I will send a message to Void. Um, we just need to hang tight if you're okay with that. I think uh, Riven is on their way with people. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Void, I'm going to put this in your court. You wait for five minutes. Mm-hmm. They don't come. You wait for ten minutes. They don't come. Oh. You wait for 15 minutes. They don't come. Oh man. I am not the most patient duck in the river, so um Are we close enough to whisper to each other or like I mean uh, like shout whisper? You can you can if you if if you want to move around. Um I mean on the map, right? You're on you're on the sort of south side of this boulder. Me and you can see each other, and so if you wave to me, I'll just send a message. But between me and Void, I can't see uh, her, and I can't. Yeah. I am. But they're not doing anything to Hadariel, right? They are. Did they give her water? Mm. Are they leaving her alone? Otherwise, um, they put each of them in separate tents. Each of the three prisoners. Three. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh. Hadariel is in the is in the tent closest oh, to you. Beautiful. Okay. Well, fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. 
in case you're wondering, that was what the D3 was. Was it was okay. this one was one, t- two, and three. So nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna creep over to Void as we're waiting and just be like, I don't know, like there's only four of them. We could talk it out, maybe. I mean, we're both quite charming. I mean, obviously, we're oh, look at us. Um, but I uh, and Doreen would notice this. Uh, uncharacteristic like seriousness unlike kind of just on my whole demeanor how what does this tent look like like could i like slicey slice real quick and and duck in yeah it looks like it's just sort of um i could care less about these other prisoners i'll be really honest with you i can cast mage hand and maybe figure out a way to Unleash her? As if she's tied up anyway. Locks can't really do anything. That's probably true. For that. Um, so is are these oh, devilly buddies still chilling kind of where they are on the map? Yeah, they're just kinda they're kinda going back and forth. Um cool. each one's probably probably moving thirty feet at a time every cool. minute or two. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to glance out in this direction, somewhere over here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, <laughs> just kind of over my shoulder. Uh, I'm gonna be right back, and I'm gonna cast thaumaturgy, and I'm just gonna make it sound like some some oh. shenana, like just a little bit of sound to get a distraction. I'm gonna try to sneak into the tent. Okay. I'll have my dagger out, so if I need to, if I can try to cut it open, I will. Look, I can't see you anymore. Don't give me that face. <laughs> You might be dying in that tent. <laughs> um, what is your what is your um spell spell save DC? Uh, I um fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So they start to move slightly towards that sound, but definitely not as far as you would hope. That's all right. I'm I'm slippery. I'm gonna can I can I try to sneak around anyway? Roll me a stealth check. I'm gonna assume that it was flawless because I, I do everything perfectly. All that. God bless. There's a two for fourteen. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Good gravy, man. You said a fourteen. Yeah, soup's impressive. Okay. Uh. I'm distracted. You get there with no sign of anything noticing you at this point. It's great. I'm just gonna. Uh, can I get in the? Can I get in the tent? Uh, you'd probably at this point have to cut it open or pull out, like it's it's sort of like staked down. It's it's a classic fantasy tent, like the uh, tri- triangle long pole in the middle. Sure, um, sure, sure. sure. I'll cut it open. Okay. If I uh, don't think I can get to the entrance sneakily enough, I'll I'll just. And it doesn't seem like. Uh, as you cut it open, you hear Hadario. Uh, right behind you, uh, as you're seated um, on, uh, I would call it a bed, but it's really just like a doormat. Um, uh, your hands and feet are chained. There are these like sort of red runes on on all the shackles, and they are actively making you weaker. Um, it's this, they're like essentially anti magic um, mm. shackles. 
you hear the sound of fabric cutting right maybe a three feet behind you uh you also see the guard who is in the tent with you oh no uh kind of tilt their ear really quickly Oh god! Oh, we fucked oh, god. up. Oh, god. We oh, fucked god. up. Oh, god. <laughs> there are no other objects in my immediate vicinity besides the chains, or is there like, is he close enough that I could accidentally kick him or kick over like a jug of water or anything like that? Yeah, there's like a little tray with some food on it. It's like it's basically slop. It's what they bring you. Um, Great. Choke him out. There's so good. Um, <laughs> There's a small cup with water. Uh, the, okay. Yeah. So there's there's a few there's a few things in there if you wanted to okay. do a thing. I don't think I don't think Adariel immediately assumes anything because there's a lot of agents operating here. So, but I I think she definitely wants the chance to see who it is first. Um. So I'm gonna kind of turn sideways, and I'm wearing the same clothes that I was like hanging out in my house in. So like. Mm-hmm. white button down that is like stained and oh, ruined no. like in every possible way um and like and like high-waisted like cotton pant like i am i look not great um <laughs> but i am going to kind of shift sideways so i can get a view of who's trying to come in the back of the tent and at the same time i'm gonna like kick over this tray um and maybe hopefully piss this guy off a little bit so I have time to see who it is. Okay. Uh, give me a performance check. Oh. Oh, no. Do you want, do you, kid, do you have something else you'd prefer? Uh. <laughs> what if it was a religion? No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> no, I think it's, yeah, I, I would say that's fair. It's not Deception is the same too, so. I believe in you. That's a 10. I do not believe in you. <laughs> no. You did, you did, <laughs> you did again. My, my performance is plus one. <laughs> oh no. Well, um. It's cool. God. I mean, he's a big dumb devil. How, how smart could he be? He's a big dumb dummy. This is gonna be so great. I'm, this is fine. He sees, he sees you kick that. And immediately starts looking around the tent. Oh, balls. Uh, oh, uh, no. And as the knife continues to cut, uh, how would you how would you open once you have enough space to look in? Void. Um. Uh, I feel like because I saw the other ones, but I don't actually know what's in this tent. I would I would definitely like kind of stick some some fingers through and kind of peek in just a little bit. Um, uh, okay. So as you as you start to open it and peek mm-hmm. in, uh, Hidariel, you see Void's face at the exact same time that your guard sees Void's face and yells out, They're coming for the prisoners! And as this guard shouts out. We're going to have to find out what happens next time on the Fae Forge Academy. <sighs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, God.
Hey, thanks so much for attending the Faith Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. And also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code FAYFORGE on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. So make sure you go to thefandamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts, um, check them out. And with that, I am your dungeon master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. I like to hang out. You can do so alongside me on Twitter at kiss of hemlock. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitch. Hi, I'm Emily, or M, and you can find me at Emily Irv, that's E-M-I-L-Y-E-R-V, on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, I'm Kai. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Kai. Hey, I'm Adelaide Gardner. You can find me at O Adelaide. I'm also in a center stream that's on the Negative 2 Charisma channel, and I'm also the social media manager for eSports. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The FaithForge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. <laughs> um and i just realized i'm gonna get back to hidario in a minute um cool <clears throat> i'm sorry my brain is just totally I, I i literally was woken up every hour from 11 o'clock last night until i woke up this morning i feel like that'll teach you when you get to like the 25th kid just stop don't go to <laughs> <laughs> it's like you brought that on yourself uh, that's fair Hey, <laughs>